The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. It is Texas Football Today, a show for the new millennium. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to celebrate the new year by supporting your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here. Sitting over there, making us sound good today. Celebrating his 54th birthday today. Happy birthday to Gweg. 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 It's my own own name. (laughs) Wow. Off to a great start. (laughs) Greg Swindell. That's the problem. There's a W at uh, the end. You almost did it. Greg Swindell. You almost did it. Uh, Now he's a, um, I think he's a, I think he does baseball for on Longhorn Network. I think he's like their uh, color guy. Sure. I think he does Little League World Series, too. Why not? That's former right. Houston Astros great. Miziel says, uh, I haven't heard from y'all since last year. He says he'll let himself out. Kick him. He says he'll let himself Kick him out. from the show. Uh, before we get going, I do want to give a special shout-out to our man Brent Homan, who is in surgery right now. Oh, no. It's all right. He's, he's going to be okay. He uh, He's just got uh, some, I guess like his, his pec tore off. Or like his something like he has to have reconstructive surgery for like his shoulder and yeah, chest. Yeah, that'll happen. Whew. Guys, <sighs> he works out too much. Gun this show, is, man. This is what, what what's uh, the line from Parks and Rec? R- running, <laughs> yeah, it gets it gets you healthy, but what at what cost? Yeah, it keeps you healthy. <laughs> at, <laughs> at what cost? Well, oh, Brent Holman's finding out today. So shout out to our guy. Hopefully you get through it safe. Absolutely. And sitting to my right, the exasperated interview to my mean Gene Ogerland, our oh. West African prince, Ishmael Johnson. Oh, Were you sad by that too? Yeah, man. Like mean Gene is, that's a voice of a generation, man. That hit me in a way I did not expect. Yeah. Like I saw that and I was suddenly like very sad. Like, yeah. Oh. Mean Gene Ogerland, man. Uh, R.I.P., man. R.I.P. to the One gr- of a kind. Uh, Jeff Perlman wrote a blog about him today. He said he's the greatest straight man in television history. And I got to tell you, I think he's right. He played it. Like every interview was superb. And yeah, rest in peace. R.I.P. Today is Wednesday, January 2nd, 2019. 330 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 684. 684. Lamar Johnson's OPS in his last year's Texas Rangers career. 105 games in 1982. The final 105 of his career. Otherwise spent his career with the Chicago White Sox. On today's show, guys, we are going to discuss the new head coach in the state of Texas at the FBS level. Uh, We're going to talk about the Cougs' new head man, Dana Holgerson, what it means, what we can expect, etc. And then back half of the show, we had a great interview with Aaron Ingram of USA Football. For those who don't know, there's a huge event coming to AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Yes, football season from a college and high school perspective is over, and yet there is eight Big-time games coming to AT&T Stadium at the International Bowl. USA Football taking on some of the best and brightest teams from around the world. Um, we talked with Aaron Ingram about that event, about USA Football, about how you, uh, how the, the trial process, etc. It was a really good conversation. We'll have that coming up here at the back half of the show. Let's start, though, Ishmael, with the new guy in town. Yep. The new old guy in the town. Guy. He's, he's, he's kind of back. He's back. Yeah. Yes, he is back. Um 
So we sat here on Monday and we talked about how Major Applewhite, well, not you, you took the day off. Right. Oh. Um, <laughs> about, I just, okay, sure. about, Major Apple, <laughs> about Major Applewhite being fired at Houston and yeah. the curiousness around it. Mm-hmm. And just because, generally speaking, you get three years, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't figure out what had changed in, in, in two years that right. would make it, you know. If you get fired after two years, I assume that you have either not won a game or you have, a, like, a really ugly record mm-hmm. or you've got a scandal. Right. And he had none of those. And so it made it very curious as to why he was, um, why he was being fired. Mm-hmm. Well, now we kind of, I think we can piece it together. And that is what happened on um, yesterday, on Tuesday, on January first. Uh, Houston, this is, I believe is not official, official yet. Yeah, I don't think they've announced it. But there is like everyone in the world is reporting uh, that Dana Holgerson, uh, the West Virginia head coach, will move from West Virginia to Houston to take over the Cougars. Mm-hmm. Um, and first of all, I want to start with this. If you're looking at this and you're saying, why would he leave a Power 5 job to come to a, a Group of 5 job? Mm-hmm. I think you're kind of missing the point. Yeah. Um, first of all, he's getting he's getting paid. He's got, he, he, that's the, the biggest one. He got the contract he wanted. Yeah. What is it? Uh, five years, 20? Five years, 20 minutes. He's getting paid $4 million a year. Yeah. West Virginia wasn't going to commit to him for no, five years. They, they weren't, weren't going to give him that much for five years. Like yeah. It was, they were, from every, from every indication, it was they were very much doing small little chunk contracts mm-hmm. you know like two year three year they weren't going the full five i mean here's the thing right now um he is going to make if he's making four million dollars a year that's what's mm-hmm. been reported we don't again this is not none of this is is uh is done. he is going to make uh more money than ed orgeron yeah um he's going to make uh more money than he's going to make as much money as uh, lincoln riley mm-hmm. um i mean money talks Money talks, and and right now he's going to be making buku bucks down there in Houston. He's also got, uh, from what we understand, a pretty tight relationship with the Houston money man Tillman Fertitta. Fertitta, mm-hmm. thank you. Yep. I've 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 written it a hundred times and said it like twice. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Fertitta, and this is apparently a pretty personal thing for Tillman Fertitta to bring mm. him here, mm. and that if he were not there, if it were Joe Schmo money guy, yeah. this probably wouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. This is a big thing for for Tillman Fertitta to to bring him there. So, beyond that, Dana Holgerson is a guy who has a good history in this state. He's been around this state a long time. He was a receivers coach at Texas Tech. He's been at Houston. Uh, He was at Houston. He was the offensive coordinator for for Houston under someone? 08, I want to say. Was it Bryles? might have been Browse. 0809. Yeah. Um, I don't have that in front of me. Um, he was the OC for Tech. He was the OC for Houston. And then he was the OC for, you know, for Oklahoma State. So he is used to... Someone. Someone, thank you. He is used to recruiting in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. For And f- the reports are, and again, none of this is confirmed, but the reports are that he really wanted to come back to Texas, that he likes being in Texas. So beyond that, like, I don't think... Uh, to To say that, like... He's moving from a power five job to a group of five job. Houston is a very, it's Houston, UCF, to a certain extent, Boise State. Yeah. Very different. They're not group of five. They're fringe. They're on that, they're in that, that kind of middle ground. In the next wave of realignment, those are the schools that are going to get picked right. up. Because right. Because they are. Maybe the, not Boise, but UCF, USF, mm-hmm. uh, Houston, Cincinnati, I believe yes. is in there as well. Those, those type of, those jobs are the 
threshold jobs. Correct. Those are not the, the to, to say that they are a group of five job right. is like comparing it to Miami of Ohio. Right. And this is not Miami of Ohio. No. Houston is not Miami of Houston Ohio. Houston has money. <laughs> yes. Beyond that, and again, this is all kind of reports, but like Houston still wants to get into a major conference. Sure. They, they want, want to they get, want to be in the Big 12. They want to be in the Big 12 or whatever iteration of the Big 12 exists in tw- in 5 years. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they feel like there needs to be that buzz around the program. Yep. Joseph Duarte, our friend down there at the Houston Chronicle was basically reporting at that uh, when they were at the Armed Forces Bowl that there was essentially no buzz around the Houston program, which is the first time we've been able to say that basic I mean at but, least since the Tony Levine yeah, I was about era. To Levine, yeah. Um since the Tony Levine era. So now, this all makes a little bit, I would say not a little bit, a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. It is pretty clear to me, reading the tea leaves, that they had pretty much a verbal agreement with him. Right. And that they all they need to do is clean out the office. Or somebody was, or somebody was in the air saying, "Hey, he wants to come back. He wants to come back to Texas right now." And and he did. Yeah. Um. So Dana Holgerson is going to be the new head coach of Houston. And, And and Dana Holgerson, for those who don't know, is is. A lot more in the vein of Art Bryles and Kevin Sumlin mm-hmm. than he would be uh, uh, Major Applewhite. Right. This is an offensive guru. In the same way that we were talking about, sitting here talking about uh, Texas State's new coach, mm-hmm. this is that same that same that same thing. Yeah. It's it's a, a an offensive guy who's going to come in who has an identity and who wants to spread it out and wants to have a high flying offense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that will play in Texas because a lot of the high schools around here and a lot of the guys he's going to be recruiting, mm-hmm. especially down there in the Houston area, are going to be familiar with that type of scheme. Yep. Um, he was, by the way, the um, he was the offensive coordinator whenever they were for that Texas Tech, Graham Harrell, Michael Crabtree. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, you look at his coaching, where he's come from. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Sumlin, you look at under Leach, you look at under Gundy, right? He's learned from all these modern the guys that are kind of now the standards of mm-hmm. spread air raid offense, he's learned from every single one of them. And you can make the argument that over the last 10 years, or yeah, about the last decade, he's probably been, I'd say, a top 10 offensive mind yes. easily, uh, just looking at his pedigree and what he's done. Absolutely. The offensive mind part of it is is not, not up for debate. Mm-hmm. If you look at what he's done as a head coach, it's mostly good. Yeah. Mostly good. He's had mm-hmm. two ten win seasons there at West Virginia. Uh, hard to win. Hard to, hard to win at West Virginia. Uh, he shepherded them through the Big Twelve uh, through the Big Twelve transition. Um, now, look, he's thirty three and thirty in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. The AAC is not the Big Twelve. The AAC is is uh, your especially the the division that uh, Houston plays in the AAC West. There is going to be more manageable. You're not going to see Oklahoma every year. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty nice, but. The his head coaching record is good, not great. Right, that's where he's at. And so there are. I mean, there's. I think that this is a lot of sour grapes. But I think that there, there there's a lot of West Virginia people who say, "Oh, good riddance." Sure, right. We're already get rid of. Right. Well, first of all, everybody says that. Right. Whatever your coach everyone says, everyone says, "Oh, oh, oh we didn't want him anyway." <laughs> okay. Um. But if you do want to look at him objectively, you would say, "Okay, he's been pretty good as a head coach. Not amazing. Not like, but at the same time." Like you probably say, Rich Rod had them better yes. when he was when he was at West Virginia. That was also in the Big East, though. right? True. You know, that's exactly. Big East, not the Big Twelve. Yeah. As a result, you're going to get a guy who is going to have a high flying offense. You're going to get a guy who has ties, has recruiting ties to the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and a guy who's going to be coming. And let's be honest, he's going to have high expectations. Yep. These are not going to be Jimbo Fisher expectations where it's national title or bust. Right. But it's not far from that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from a for from for this position, it's pretty clear that the University of Houston is saying we are going to be one of the two or three best group of five teams in the in the nation mm-hmm. so that then we make it an obvious choice whenever we uh, whenever the next round of conference realignment comes in that somebody has to yeah. grab us they see what UCF is doing and say why isn't that us yes they see UCF as the talk of the t- uh, talk of the country mm-hmm. you know uh, they go from Scott Frost to Josh Heupel to mm-hmm. keep the train going they look at that and say why wasn't that us that right. should have been that was them when under Tom Herman they don't know why that didn't continue and they see no reason that that can't continue because right now let's look at it you know the we can get to a bigger discussion later mm-hmm. or some other time, but when the Big 12 looks at realignment, mm-hmm. yes, the lot, the geographically logical one is Houston, right? Mm-hmm. The addition. But if I'm the Big 12, why would you choose Houston over UCF, USF right now? Get both of those. Get Florida. Those, both of those schools. Expand your footprint. Expand your footprint. Get the better program right now yep. in UCF. And so Houston sees that and they're like, we got to make our, we got to get better. We got to make our move. Yeah, we got to get this, better. And this is them making their move. Yep. And look, we've said a, a lot on this show that Houston's a great job. They've got it's it's it, it, a recruiting, um, you know, what's the what's the uh, the place in in the Middle East between the two uh, the two rivers that was like the the cradle of civilization. <laughs> it's like that Babylon. Yeah, it's like it's a re- it's in a recruiting Babylon. <laughs> that works. It's in a recruiting Babylon. It's a biblical deep cut. Right Thank there. you. <laughs> uh, it's in a recruiting Babylon. It is um, already uh, the the. the the facilities are great and getting better. Yeah. Um, you now have, in my opinion, and I know that things didn't end particularly well with at Oliver, mm-hmm. but you have the card that nobody has, which is if you want to, if you're a five star, you want to come you here, you'll be a top ten pick in the NFL draft. Still. Yep. Um, you can dominate. They've got that. It's a great job. Now I'll say this: the last two guys who got fired. At Houston, mm-hmm. Major Applewhite and Tony Levine both got fired after eight and five seasons. Yep. Dana Holgerson, <laughs> eight and five ain't going to cut it. Yeah. Okay? We're talking nine wins minimum every year or people are going to grouse. Mm-hmm. That's what this money means. That's what this means. That when, when, when Jimbo Fisher signed that 10-year, $75 million guaranteed contract at A&M, we understood, and everyone understood, he is there to win a national championship. The expectations are not that high, but if you're scuffling along at eight and five, that seat's getting hot quick. Yeah. And I know, I know, different circumstances. Big Twelve versus AAC. Mm-hmm. He only won more than eight twice, and he only right. had eight wins total four years at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So again, apples oranges, but UCF is still there. Mm-hmm. USF is still there. Cincinnati's still there. It isn't going to be a cakewalk. No. And he, like you said, uh, he has to do something that he's only done four times in his head coaching career. And you gotta you gotta go out there and you gotta win a conference. Yep. I mean, you gotta be winning a conference consistently, yep. and you gotta be get to that level, and you gotta get there quick. Mm-hmm. The I think what the Houston brass has said is that we are making our move, and if we find out that you're not the guy to make our move with. Mm-hmm. You're done. Out. You're out. So 
it's an interesting situation there at Houston. It's going to be a, they're going to be one of the most fascinating teams to watch in the state in the, over the next couple of years. For sure. Because um, there's big look. This is I mean, make no mistake. This is a coup for Houston. Yeah. To go and grab really a, big. Like yeah. they needed a big splashy hire. This is a big splashy hire. I, I think I think Todd Orlando would be a great coach. Mm-hmm. But if Todd Orlando had gotten hired at Houston. Okay. Fine. Yeah. It would have been okay. Yeah. But it's, like you, the the retro, you know, in retrospect, you probably would have been like, oh, okay, they probably should have hired him over Applewhite. But like, you're not like, oh, wow. Texas A&M hired Jimbo Fisher not only because he's a great coach, because it got people talking about Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. Yep. Not only is he a good coach, but he is a guy who's going to get people talking about Houston. In the same vein, why would Jimbo go to A&M? It's a right. step down. Why would Dana Holgerson go to Houston? It's a step down. There's a lot of those parallels between these two things. So Dana Holgerson is the new head coach at the University of Houston, um, allegedly. <laughs> Reportedly. It's probably been – I'm not on Twitter. I'm sure it's been announced like now because, of course, that is. <laughs> Don't but, think so, but yeah. uh, it's going to be an exciting All time indications. in the third war. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Uh, TexasFootball.com is where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. I'll just come out and say, a price increase is coming. <laughs> Save yourself some money and become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider today if you haven't already. Two magazines, the recruiting edition, the summer edition, mailed directly to you. Uh, you also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. A price increase is coming. Do I have to spell it out for you? Go online, texasfootball.com slash insider to become an insider today. And if you were late for a New Year's gift. Do <laughs> do New Year's gifts? Sure. I didn't get you one, but people yeah, do it. Say, um, Sounds good. It's new to me. <laughs> Earlier today, we had an opportunity to talk about an exciting event coming to the state of Texas. Uh, see, this is Texas football today, and today we got to talk about football coming to Texas. It's the International Bowl put on by USA Football uh, coming to AT&T Stadium later this month. We had an opportunity to, to sit down with one of the uh, one of the, the big the big hitters of USA mm-hmm. Football, Aaron Ingram. We talked with him about the upcoming event. Here's our conversation with Aaron Ingram of USA Football here on Texas Football Today. This is the state of Texas, and here in Texas, we cannot get enough football. Uh, it's just it's an illness that we have. We, we, we just need more and more of it. And the good news is that there's plenty more football coming uh, to Texas, specifically AT&T Stadium. The International Bowl will be heading to AT&T Stadium. Uh, and here to talk about it uh, is Aaron Ingram, Senior F- Manager of Football, uh, Player and Coach Personnel for USA Football. Uh, Mr. Ingram, appreciate your time. No, thanks for having me. Anytime. Uh, so first and foremost, let's kind of zoom out and let's talk a little bit about USA football. Uh, you know, folks may not necessarily realize that the that the United States has a national football team. Uh, can yeah. you kind of take us through a little bit of, of, of what exactly USA football is? Well, we are the national governing body of the sport. Uh, we're recognized by the IOC and the USOC as that. So that carries a little bit of weight when you talk about Olympic futures with sports and so forth like that, but we oversee football in the United States. That's it's very exciting, and, and I know that you know obviously there's there's the national team that you know of, of the older players, but then what the international bowl is going to feature is some of the best and brightest young stars of football across uh, the state of tech or across the the nation rather. Uh, tell me a little bit about the international bowl. How long has it been around, and, and what can folks expect to see? Yeah, International Bowl. This year's our 10th year, so it shows some great staying power and some great growth. It's the world's largest football competition. Um, This year we'll have six different countries come to compete versus eight different U.S. teams. Um, We have two teams per age group uh, from U16 all the way up to U19. 
um, ourselves in Canada, Japan, Panama, Mexico. Um, come, those are some of the popular names that everybody knows to come compete uh, every year. Two week long event that we'll have in Arlington, Texas. And it's uh, you mentioned that there's a there's a number of different countries that are coming to uh, uh, to play, but but the the steadying influence will be USA football. The, there's going to be an American team in, in each of these eight games. Uh, it's going down January 11th. Uh, that's a Thursday, and then January 18th. That's a Friday uh, at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. I'm, I'm I'm interested. I know this has been at AT&T Stadium for a while. Why is that such a such a good home? Why is the state of Texas in general such a good home for you guys for this event? Well, you know, anytime you can come to Texas, you say Texas football, and then if you add the word barbecue, a lot of times it's a great <laughs> thing, right? But Texas and football go hand in hand. There's no better place to go. Um, it's bigger, it's better, um, it's better, you know, if you want to say for lack of better words in Texas, but it's a, such a draw, you know, that's what some of the international teams look for. They look to come and they want to come and they want to play the U S in the stage, in the biggest stage. And, you know, and there's no better place than Jerry's world to do that. Uh, we're talking with Aaron Ingram of USA football here on Texas football today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF today. So uh, I, I'm sure people are, are who may be hearing this for the first time about USA football are thinking, well, how in the heck do I make it onto a national? National team. I know that there is a lengthy process, and it's it's a commitment uh, to make it onto these uh, national teams. So, can you kind of give me a, a, an overview of of how these how these teams kind of got formed? Yeah, definitely. We start every spring, and we do a U.S. tour. Last year, we had 24 stops. This year, we kind of narrowed it down to 18 cities, and we'll start that mid March, and we go through a two day T-shirt and shorts process. Um, where they get 13 hours of practice in two days, which is great. That's a non-contact uh, college-level coaching with college, current college coaches as well as some of the top high school coaches in the country coming to coach for us to help evaluate and select these teams. And then from there, they're in our selection pool. Um, we also do some stuff during the summer for middle school where we don't feel they're ready for international play just yet at 6th grade, 7th mm -hmm. grade, 8th grade. But we kind of start to develop that next pool, like you said, that next great crop of stars for us. So we do that. We actually come back to Texas in the summer and we'll go to the star in Frisco and have our middle school bowl series there as well as in Canton at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We uh, I think folks are going to look at these games and say, OK, well, it's, a, you know, the United States versus a team from from Mexico or United States versus a team from from Panama. And there's ah. U.S. is going to go and roll the ball out on the field and get a win. But I know yeah. I was at the International Bowl a couple of years ago, and I, I feel like, and I'm, I'm interested in if, if you agree, I feel like people may not recognize the the quality of competition that's coming from internationally to, to AT&T Stadium to challenge these American boys. That's very true. No one really understands it until you have to go live it. You know, a lot of coaches have come and done the exact same thing. They show up and they think they're going to just roll the ball out. We're going to show them the USA on our chest and they're going to lie down. And that's not the case, you know. On the U18 level, for our national team, we're one in six mm. is our overall record right now versus Canada. Canada does an outstanding job at the U18 level of developing kids that have gone on to the CFL and into the NFL. So they have a great history there. Last year, Mexico came with for the first time ever with two teams and won uh, one of those teams. Japan won last year. So there's some huge improvement going um, we're looking back. We've kind of retooled a lot of things that we've done this year to come back and to make sure we come out with some wins this year. Uh, Aaron Ingram of USA Football talking with us here on Texas Football Today. Okay, but the, you know people are going to look at if you head to, to internationalbowl.com, you can see uh, all the information about the event and you can see all the information about the rosters. And I think people are going to notice, uh, you know, especially here in the state of Texas. I think in, inevitably they're going to they're going to go to the roster, they're going to do Command F, and they're going to search TX, looking for some Texas boys. And 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 there oh, yeah. is there's there's a fair amount of, of Texas flavor in this uh, on these rosters. 
There is. There's a huge amount of it. Actually, well, our Dallas stop every year mm. for our regionals when we first stop to start our selection pool is always one of the most popular stops for us. And it's actually one of my favorites. I love to come to Dallas every year for our selection process. Uh, so then uh, for these for these guys uh, who have made the national team and they've been working hard on, on this team for a long time, obviously they're, they're working hard for their high school team as well. This is something they're doing uh, on the side. Um, do you do, Is this like the, the big reward for them? Is this like kind of the Super Bowl for these national teams uh, to get this opportunity to play on this stage. It is. It really is. I don't care how old you are, but then all of a sudden you get to represent your country. And like I said, walking into Jerry's world, that's my favorite thing to do on game day. Right before all the teams get there, I try to get there early in the morning. And I'm like a little kid still walking the field when I get to put on our game day outfit too as well. You know, it's, it's a, huge honor uh speaking of which you know tell me a little bit about the the coaching staffs i mean obviously there's you know the the uh, we, we pride ourselves here on, on having coaches uh good coaches here in the state of texas but there are a lot of great coaches around the, around the nation and it seems like you guys have assembled a really really talented crop of coaches who are going to have these guys ready for game time correct this year we have some great guys a couple state champs from various states um to kind of help represent a couple current college guys uh, as well to come and spend some time with our guys for a week. And I think one thing that's kind of worth worth mentioning here is, um, you know, there. The, I think inevitably people think of these national teams and, and, and their first instinct may be, oh, well, I could go see some, some top prospects. I can go see some guys who are going to go play, uh, you know, big-time college football at the next level. And there are a handful of those guys. But at the same oh, time, yeah. that's not necessarily the mission of, of USA football. You guys aren't necessarily seeking out – you know, the five-star prospect, you're not going to pass them up. But at the same time, it, it seems like you look across these rosters and it's just darn good football players. And in a lot of cases, in my experience, when I when I was at the International Bowl a couple of years ago, it seemed like a lot of these guys are the diamonds in the rough who maybe are getting a little bit overlooked right now. You know, it, it, we're pretty proud of that. Mm -hmm. We're proud about being able to develop kids as well. You know, um, our U18 team is one of our favorite teams that leads this year. This group of kids has been with us since I've came on board and is coming through the pipeline, and we've developed them. And, you know, 43 out of 50 of them have Power 5 offers now. Mm -hmm. So we're really, really proud of that team, the way that team's developed since they were in eighth grade all the way up through it. Um, we can try to con continue in that same mission with every group of kids we have. So I think even on our U17 teams and our U16 teams, you're going to see some names in a couple of years that have been with us that have gone through the pike and have been developed really, really well and then have gone on to some great high school and college careers. You guys, uh, you mentioned a little bit of the uh, putting on the jersey and putting on the, you know, the USA uh, outfit, uh, you know, the, the, the uniform. Um, do you get the feeling in talking to the players um, that, that, that that means something? Obviously, you want to suit up for your high school and obviously, you know, uh, all of those things. But do you get the feeling that these guys, when they put on that uniform that says USA, that they understand kind of what they're representing there? I think it takes a day or two mm. for it always. I always tell them when, when, we, when we have check-in and we go through our orientation that they don't know the magnitude of what they're doing until it's over. And that happens always. Uh, as soon as the event's always over, my phone goes crazy with the emails and the calls and the thank yous. And uh, you get parents who understand it because, you know, we're older. But then all of a sudden the, the child understands it. The kid gets it. Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden – or some of them get it sooner than later. Usually by Wednesday of the week of our week starting on Monday and Wednesday, they realize what they're doing and the magnitude of it. Uh, it's the International Bowl. It's going on at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, uh, Thursday, January 11th, and then Friday, January uh, 18th. You can see um, teams from Mexico, teams from Panama, Panama teams from uh 
Canada, teams from from all over the all over the uh, the nation, or rather all over the the world, um, coming in and, and taking on the best and brightest of, of, of from Team USA. Um, and so, if folks want to come out to the game, or maybe they're maybe they're watching us from from far away, they can't. I, I understand these games are going to be. Uh, you, you can watch these games, right? Correct. ESPN three mm-hmm. will stream all of our games as well as if not, if they're local and live. You can go to internationalbowl.com, $25 a day, get you all four games. That's a that's a pretty good deal. And, and, and I, I know from, from my personal experience, when I was there a couple of years ago, I was really, really impressed not only with you know the event and, and, and the uh, ability to go in there and sit there and, and kind of nerd out on, on football for four, day, or for four <laughs> games, but also um, I think people are going to realize they're going to go in and, and not to keep beating a dead horse, but you know they're going to go in and realize that that this is the the quality of play that you're going to see on the field is really really impressive. Yes, it is. We tell everybody we're the best kept secret in the country. It really is. It's the International Bowl. It's going on at AT and T Stadium, uh, January 11th and January 18th. Internationalbowl.com for all the information. Uh, Aaron Ingram of USA Football joining us. Aaron, appreciate your time. Uh, thanks so much for for spending a little bit of time and explaining this uh, to to our viewers. And uh, best of luck uh, when you get to Arlington. Great. Thanks so much. We're excited to come back. I'm, I'm polishing up my boots as we speak. <laughs> there he is, Aaron Ingram, USA Football, talking International Bowl. I called that for ESPN3 a couple of years you ago. You did. They haven't asked you back, weirdly. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, wish I, had a, I wish I had a counterpoint. I've just been... It's because you're so busy. Uh, you're yeah, you're so huh. busy with other projects. If you have some burn ointment, please send it to <laughs> the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Offices. Which, by the way, I should point out, now have our, our sign outside on the building. That's true. It if looks you, good. If yeah. you drive yeah. by, just drive around Louisville. You'll see it. And you'll see it eventually. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the address is also in the magazine. No, yeah. it's not. It's not. Is it the wrong one? Oh, what was? What was, had we moved yet? I don't think we had. Listening to live coverage of me looking at an eight month. Unless he was, unless we had the foresight to. Uh, it's in the phone, yeah, we man. do. It it's is. In it's, it's in the right. Okay. So if you have there a you magazine, go. you can come visit us. Look at that foresight. Please, um, please do not come visit us without uh, telling us. Yes. Time. <laughs> um, Max gets very nervous. Uh, so we appreciate Aaron Ingram talking with us. International will be a lot of fun at AT and T's table. Now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Uh. Slim Pickens today. You'll never believe this, but most people aren't uh, watching the show. But our, our normal That's crowd fine. is here. People, uh, people, their New Year's the, resolution is to quit watching yeah, this trash. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm getting a lot of love for the uh, early kill shot from uh, Agnew, which I appreciate. Uh, everyone just checking in: Matt, Ed McElroy, Rob Hadaway, Misiel, obviously around. Uh, the, the buzziest thing that everyone's talking about is Bevo. Nearly killing Uga. Yeah, yeah. Whose idea was it to have bad two idea. live animals Let's, try to meet? Yeah. Like bad especially idea. one that's bad a bull. idea. Yeah, bad idea. <laughs> it was yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't. First of all, credit Danny Davis. That was an awesome video. That uh, he did. did you see by the way? It's got yeah. like six million views. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. He's like uh, yeah. He's like this is my Pulitzer moment. Just <laughs> being in the right place at the right time with my video camera. He's going to the phone. Hall of Fame for that. Yeah. I I like uh, I like the Texas handler being like he's just trying to say hi. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like yo, he's gonna kill that thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I um I have stood next to Bevo before, yeah. which is a weird brag. Um, but um, I stood next to him, and they have him pretty sedate, you know, for the most part. He's yeah. pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. I would not mess with mess with no. Him. No, that that's it's two bad. live animals it's right next idea. to each other. I know. And by the way, I wouldn't idea. mess with I wouldn't mess with Uga either. Yeah, 
Uga seems like well, he's got an say, edge. Didn't Uga, uh, Uga jump? Didn't he jump at a? Yeah, and he bit an Auburn player. Yeah, yeah, that was a couple it. years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, and then I'm, of course, Bevo almost killed Jordan now, Shipley. Yeah, now, I am. I am entirely in favor of live animal mascots for any for any team. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, um, sure. I think Mike the Tiger's great. Yeah. Um, By I, the way, don't they play next year? Isn't there a future schedule? Isn't there a future (gasps) schedule? What if we don't have a football game and instead we just let those two go at it? (laughs) Let's not. Turn into gladiatorial (laughs) stuff. Um, uh, And poorly. Yes. Um, Anyway, anything else? Uh, I don't know. Hi, everyone. Thanks for checking in. Uh, Oh, by the way, we're off for the next year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Yeah, we're not around. By the way, yes, LSU at Texas next year on September 7th. There you go. We are off the next two days. I have a wedding in Utah. Utah. Uh, Mm. Utah. As I was saying in the office earlier, I'm continuing my winter tour of the whitest places in America. Yeah, you went to Maine, Maine, Boston, and Salt Lake City. Uh, (laughs) Hard to beat that. Yeah. I don't know what the – I don't know what the – One of the Dakotas is next, right? One of the Dakotas. Maybe Minneapolis. San Francisco. Uh, Boise. uh, Boise, yeah. Oh, dude, no, Minneapolis as somebody who – Minneapolis, but but you know what? Minneapolis, that's a good one. Minneapolis uh, has like a huge Somali population. That's true. It's got to be Milwaukee. That's it's where they got like most of the actors for uh, Captain Phillips. That's are right. Actors from Minneapolis. Yeah. Can you believe that? I learned something. Fun fact. There's your fun fact. There's of your the day. fun fact of the day. That's anyway. gonna do it for us. Thank you for spending yeah. part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash/DaveCampbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com/slash/DaveCampbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young. Please can get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll be back Monday on Texas Football Today.